Faith, Hope and Love, episode 338, the third Sunday of Advent, Year C. There's something really reassuring and pleasant about today's Gospel. In the readings this weekend, the tone of Advent lightens, particularly. There's a theme of gladness in the air. The readings speak of rejoicing. The approaching birth of the Lord brings joy. Even the name for this Sunday of Advent is traditionally known as Rejoice Sunday. In this time of Advent reflection, there's a building excitement for the imminent celebration of the birth of our Lord. When we look at the readings, it's interesting to note that the reason why we should rejoice and be glad is not that everything's going well, although good fortune and success are even further cause for joy and thanksgiving, but in the scriptures we rejoice and are glad because God is near. No matter what is happening, success or failure, sickness or health, freedom or oppression, God is near to us. In fact, God is always with us, very, very near to us in our hearts and minds. Our God comes to us to sustain us and save us and to grant us forgiveness and hope. Also, God gives us, in answer to our prayers, peace. St. Paul refers to this when he writes, don't worry, but if you need anything at all, ask for it and God will grant you his peace. That's really important. The first response God offers us, no matter what our prayers or requests is God gives us peace. And by implication, God's peace is everything we need to cope with whatever is happening. The mark of a civilised nation is surely to be found in how it cares for and protects its most vulnerable members. I'm thinking of children, the young, and all vulnerable adults, the elderly, the frail, Let's continue to build a safer and non-violent society that particularly and absolutely values life and protects all its members, especially the young and vulnerable. So let's continue to pray for people suffering the effects of hatred, violence, destruction and war. May those who die from senseless acts of violence be taken to the place of peace and rest in the compassionate arms of our Lord. Let's pray and work together inspired by these prayers that the world will find new and better ways to put an end to this kind of violence and devastation and bring peace and safety to all people's lives. It's their right. It's what they need. It's what God desires for them. The world has been blessed by God's gift of inspiration and genius to so many people of goodwill, to so many people of love who are working constantly to create a better world who are reaching out to those especially in need. God has lovingly inspired people who desire to fill in the valleys of prejudice and hatred, to level the mountains of ignorance, selfishness and pride, and to straighten the paths of hatred and violence. So let's pray that these minds and hearts of love and peace will prevail. John the Baptist today is getting everyone prepared for the coming of the Messiah, He tells everyone, repent of your sins, turn around, change your ways because the Lord is near. And the people of all different vocations and stations in life all ask some natural questions in response to this. Okay, if we are to change, what must we do? This is a question we all ask. Lord, show us what we have to do to make the changes you desire in our lives. 
John shows us those changes. He says, share your food and material goods with those who have nothing. Act fairly, justly and honestly with others. Never act with intimidation or threat. Avoid disgruntlement, envy, dissatisfaction, jealousy and criticism or negativity. And we could add so many other wonderful practical actions and attitudes that show the reverence we have to our God of justice and mercy, of love and kindness and practical charity. And all of these beautiful things flow through to how we treat one another. God our Father knows that we're not perfect and that only with his grace can we respond daily to his love. Every new day, our Father raises us up and invites us to again trust in him, to seek his help, so that we can grow deeper in practical ways, in faithfulness and love. I think of Mary, the mother of God, who, although she doesn't feature expressly in today's gospel, she does feature in the readings over the coming week. Mary treasured all these things in her heart. Mary treasured or pondered the things that were happening to her, even when some of those events that were occurring were not exactly happy times. Mary treasured things in her heart that were confusing and alarming, disorientating, all sorts of things. She treasured everything because she utterly trusted in God's love and care and treasured and pondered on everything that was happening in her life. Mary constantly pondered the fact that God was near to her and was faithful to her. Let's rejoice and take heart that the nearness of the Lord always, particularly at his coming at Christmas time, will sustain and strengthen us in good times and in bad. We're promised peace from God. We're promised that God is near to us as we stay attentive to God's ways and active in justice and compassion. God's inner peace does not necessarily promise that everything's going to go well in our environment or our world. But God's inner peace will sustain us and guide us in times of both tranquility and also, just as importantly, this peace will guide us and sustain us in times of outer turmoil. God's peace will be given to us in our constant combination of prayer and thanksgiving. God's grace will lift us up in times of joy and celebration and also God's grace will sustain us and help us and carry us through in times of trouble. O come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord, and save us. Come, Lord of light. Your spirit all around us with you. Eternal life. Come. Save us, come Lord of life.
Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Indeed the Lord is near. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello everyone, and good wishes to all of you. We continue on our Advent journey, and we now light the third Advent candle, the Shepherd's Candle, reminding us of the joy the world experienced at the birth of Christ. O Lord and Leader of Israel, come and save us with your mighty power. Lord, have mercy. O Stock of Jesse, come to deliver us without delay. Christ, have mercy. O Key of David and Scepter of Israel, come to free those who sit in the valley and shadow of death. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray for the joy of salvation. O God, who see how your people faithfully await the feast of the Lord's Nativity, Enable us, we pray, to attain the joys of so great a salvation, and to celebrate them always with solemn worship and glad rejoicing. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Zephaniah. Sing aloud, O daughter Zion, shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. The Lord your God will exult over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. The Word of the Lord. Cry out with joy and gladness, for among you is the great and holy one of Israel. Truly God is my salvation, I trust I shall not fear. For the Lord is my strength, my song, he became my saviour. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Give thanks to the Lord, give praise to his name. Make his mighty deeds known to the peoples. Declare the greatness of his name. Sing a psalm to the Lord, 
for he has done glorious deeds. Make them known to all the earth. People of Zion, sing and shout for joy, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Cry out with joy and gladness, for among you is the great and holy one of Israel. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He sent me to bring good news to the poor. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The crowds who were gathering to be baptised by John asked him, What should we do? In reply, John said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptised, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptise you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So, with many other exhortations, John proclaimed the good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Somewhere in the writings of George Eliot, there's a line that says, It's but little good you'll do watering last year's crops. This essentially is the point being made by John the Baptist when he speaks to those seeking baptism in today's Gospel. John the Baptist is the one entrusted with the work of preparing the way of the Lord to straighten out the rough paths. Reading between the lines today, 
we discover that one of the rough ways for many people is the past. Those people, like all of us here, could look back over their shoulder and see some of the shameful or tragic things in their past, things that have hurt people. Spouses betrayed, deaths in the family, dishonesty, fraud, lying, murder, drugs, addiction, and an endless catalogue. So the past can be an enormously rough way when we turn and dwell on it. We cannot make progress because we're always looking backwards. Therefore, when these people with a past came to John, they asked him that question which is repeated several times in the Gospel, what must we do? Now notice John's answer. Not in any instance does he ask them to dwell on the past. John says, look, here you are, here and now, asking for baptism, renewal, something in the future to expect, a better life. He answers them not in the past, but he rather answers them in the future. To tax collectors, from now on, I'm not interested in what you've done in the past. From now on, in the future, here's what to do. Don't exhort more than you are supposed to collect. Soldiers, no matter how brutal your life has been, with violence, pillage and rape, now look to the future. Don't bully people anymore. Don't misuse your power. Don't hurt others. Often we water with freely flowing tears, sadness or bitter resentment things of the irrevocable past. Moaning over what cannot be helped or undone is a confession of selfishness and cowardice. Break the cycle by learning to think of others. We lighten our load by doing something for someone else. The simple act of doing an outward, unselfish act makes the past recede and the present and the future come into clearer focus. The American President Abraham Lincoln observed that most folks are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. Now, we must admit that millions of innocent people in the world have misery thrust upon them. That really is not our situation here in Middle Australia. We can do a great deal to make our lives better once we discover what real happiness is. William Sayeran wrote, The greatest happiness you can have is knowing that you do not necessarily require happiness. If we try to begin with happiness as a goal in life, we inevitably end up disappointed. A self-centered goal. Happiness is a byproduct. It comes as a result of doing good. Turning outwards, finding happiness in the joy we can bring to others. Now the Apostle Paul understood this. In today's second reading, he's writing to the Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Has he flipped? Paul's in prison, deprived of his liberty, living in squalid conditions. His future uncertain, yet he is truly happy. Why? Because the Lord is near. And that's reason enough for anyone to be happy. So be happy in the Lord. There is no need to worry. Anything you need, pray for it, and God will listen. These are the words of someone who knows God very intimately and understands that the only real happiness can come from accepting God's love. Again, look at Zephaniah in today's first reading. Shout for joy. The Lord has repealed your sentence. He's driven your enemies away. Your enemies, the ghosts of your past, which haunt you still, are driven away. So rejoice. We call this Sunday Gaudate Sunday, Latin for let us rejoice, because we share the conviction of John the Baptist, Paul and Zephaniah. As Christians, we have no excuse for wearing long faces. This is the season of great joy and hopeful expectation. 
Christ will come and be God with us and free us from the bondage of our past lives. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Rejoicing in the presence of the Lord, we now pray. For the continued spread of the good news through our words and lifestyle. Let us pray to the Lord. For those who live with anxiety and tension, particularly those caught in violent domestic situations. Let us pray to the Lord. For politicians, judges and civil leaders, Let us pray to the Lord. For all who worship in this house of prayer, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died awaiting the return of the Saviour, especially those for whom we now pray. Let us pray to the Lord. Almighty God, listen to our humble prayers, which we make through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. 
Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May the sacrifice of our worship, Lord, we pray, be offered to you unceasingly to complete what was begun in sacred mystery and powerfully accomplish for us your saving work. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For all the oracles of the prophets foretold him, the Virgin Mother longed for him with love beyond all telling. John the Baptist sang of his coming and proclaimed his presence when he came. It is by his gift that already we rejoice at the mystery of his nativity, so that he may find us watchful in prayer and exultant in his praise. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
The mystery of faith. Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognising the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will to live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, 
you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. Say to the faint of heart, Be strong and do not fear. Behold, our Lord will come, and he will save us. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. We implore your mercy, Lord, that this divine sustenance may cleanse us of our faults and prepare us for the coming feasts. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone, and may God's grace strengthen your love and hope and faith, and may God's love surprise you even in the trials and challenges of this coming week. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May the almighty and merciful God, by whose grace you have placed your faith in the first coming of his only begotten Son, and yearn for his coming again, sanctify you by the radiance of Christ's advent, and enrich you with his blessing. Amen. As you run the race of this present life, may he make you firm in faith, joyful in hope, and active in charity. Amen. So that rejoicing now with devotion at the Redeemer's coming in the flesh, you may be endowed with the rich reward of eternal life when he comes again in majesty. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Advent Hymn, O Come Lord, in memory of Paolo Mario Paul Giacomantonio, 1968-2020, by Paul W. Kelly, based on Ancient Church O and Fonds of Advent, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.